Read out Isaiah 9, 6, it says this, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother, Mary, was betrothed to Joseph, Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And then we celebrate that the birth was announced. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was out of the house and the lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room at the inn. Pastor Roley's chomping at the bits for me to light this candle. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, Pastor Roley, I waited this year to light the candle. I waited this year as we proclaim Christ born the light into the world. And so as we proclaim that, and as we, you know what, would you, would you do the honors, please? Would you do that for me? I, he has his own lighter. <laughs> <laughs> as we celebrate the birth of our Lord, as we claim the scripture in Luke 2, 1 through 7 that I just read, especially uh, for those on the, on the web, um, God is good. And the light did come into the world, and the light does shine into this world. And without that light, there would be no life. And we celebrate that to the glory of God. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Worship team, you want to have a seat for a few minutes? I'll call you back up. Can you imagine just for a moment, I'm sure some of us have thought about this, but being like out in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden this angel shows up and announces that there's a baby that's been born, Emmanuel, the Savior of the world, which they probably have heard about. And, and, you know, through, through every, we read a scripture when we started off this afternoon from Isaiah. I mean, it's hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years Christ proclaimed, prophetically known to one day be the light of the world. And sure enough, that prophecy fulfilled that day. And here that proclamation goes out to those shepherds. 
I'm not really sure what that'd be like, especially being like out in the middle of nowhere, kind of like thinking, whoa, what's going on? But that's kind of like how I feel Christ does. It's by the Spirit of God and the Word of God that the revelation of God is given to us that we are sinners separated from God. And that's hard to grab at sometimes. I mean, it just is. A loving God we will be separated from. I want to share with us just a little bit tonight about a loving God and about our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I start here in John eight twelve, and it says this. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And Jesus is talking specifically about his life and his light. And we all walk in this world. Sometimes it's a good time. Sometimes it's not so good, right? Most of us, excluding uh, the children, most children in this room, have had a moment or a time where we've been troubled, where something's come against us, where we've been angry, where we've been sad, where tragedy has struck, where health has come in and tried to steal our joy and our health. And I, I contend and I look and I pray and I say, in the name of Jesus, as we look at John eight twelve, Jesus himself spoke and he said, I am the light of the world. Whether we believe that or not, it's up to us. Not everyone in this room might believe that. Not everyone in this world certainly believes that Jesus is the light of the world. But for us tonight, we're taking a deep breath. We're allowing the word of God to speak into our hearts afresh and anew. We say, Lord Jesus, help us to see by your word and in your spirit, who are you? What light do you bring to my life? And again, if you're here and you've come to that place like I did back in 1992, where the word of God was spoken to me. I realized I was a sinner separated from God. My sin separated me from him. The word of God told me I was, I was a sinner separated from him. And the wages of that sin was death. But the gift of God was eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. The light of life. So Jesus comes to us tonight. I am the light. Will you trust me? I am the light. Will you let me show before you? I am the light. Will you let me guide you? Will you let me direct you? I am the light. Jesus says, I am the light. And in Luke 19, 10, it says this, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And I think this is the hardest part maybe for me to grab sometimes, and I know it was back when I was saved in 92, that Jesus would actually seek me out, that he would actually come for me, that that in a sense I didn't know it then. I, I really, I never went to church in my life prior to the day I was saved that day. That's my testimony. And I had no clue who Jesus was. I had no idea the Word of God. But all of a sudden, the Word of God spoken to me. A sinner separated from him. That Jesus literally would come to this earth and pay a penalty for my sin. That he would be put on a cross. He actually would be crucified. And why do we talk about that during celebrating his birth? Well, because he was born to die. I mean, I know that might seem odd to some. But he He was. We all are born, we all will pass this physical earth. And where we end up in eternity is what really counts. Christ came, the Word of God, the Word became flesh, came to this earth to dwell among us that he might pay the penalty for our sin. 
I don't know about you. I don't, again, I don't know where you're at, but I remember hearing those words for the first time. I'm telling you, it didn't make sense. They did, they, the Bible says it's foolishness to those who don't believe. Well, I didn't believe, and I'm telling you, it was foolishness that, that God would send his son to die for me. It didn't make sense. It, it was foolishness. But at the same time, I'm telling you, as, as in this case, Pastor Don shared the word of God with me, and the Spirit of God revealed the truth to me. I'm going, I'm, I have this conflict going on. It doesn't make sense, but I knew it was true. I knew in my heart that it was true. And that was the day I repented and believed. I remember the day well. It's like a video that plays in my mind. I, I think that's kind of cool, but I remember it very, very well. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to this earth to seek us. To find us. John 17, 3 and 4 says this. And this is eternal life that they may know you. The only true God. And Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. And I have finished the work which you have given to me to do. And this is Jesus. He's praying. Uh, uh, maybe some of you might know. In John 17 it's a prayer. It's actually a whole chapter when Jesus, is, he went to the garden just before he was going to be crucified. And he's praying to the Father. And he, it, I took a snippet out of that prayer in John 17. Because this really s- summarizes, I think, exactly why we're here tonight. And this is eternal life. That they may know you. That who may know you. That we may know God. And this is eternal life. That we may know God. I'm paraphrasing here. And I'm, I'm doing some of that because I'm, there's people that listen on the web. In case you think I'm uh, double talking a little bit, I am. <laughs> so that they can understand. They don't have PowerPoint. So, and this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you, get, you have given me to do. And I have a challenge for us tonight. I have a challenge for you that you, you heard the revelation of the word of God. The Spirit of God spoke to you, your need to be saved, and you repented and you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your, as your Lord and your Savior. The light of life now dwells within you. I have a challenge for you if that's you tonight. If not, hold on a minute. I have something to say for, to, you, to, to you that might go, what are you talking about, Pastor Tony? But for us who have repented and believed, this light, it shines. The challenge is what God gave us, is what Jesus himself gives us. He came to give us his word that we might take his word that's in us and give it to others. I remind us of that tonight. That's why we're still here. I know we, we need to enjoy life. I know I love it. I love family. I love life. But believe me, if you're a born-again believer in this room, you're still here because God wants you and intends on us being an ambassador for him. Amen? All right. So, the when we talk about candles, I, I really love I love this illustration of of candles and how, how it illustrates. And I mean, if you think about it, you know, a lot of people might you know they do they tell me they ask me, well, how do I know God's real? How do I know that He exists? Well, the Bible tells me both in Genesis and Romans, by His creation, we know His very attributes. So everyone, no matter who you are in this room today, listening on the web, or any friend you have in this world, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, no one can look you in the eye and say, God does not exist. It's impossible. 
Now, they might be lying, and they might, you know, but I, I, I'm telling you they can't because God himself in his word says, by his very creation, we'll know his attributes. Man is without excuse. That's all men, and that's all women. So it's interesting as I look at this candle, and sometimes people might ask me, well, okay, you say the Bible says that, but how do I know God still exists? Well, so I look at a candle, and I'll say, okay, here's a candle. Do you all believe it exists? Why? Because you see it, right? All right. Why do I believe God exists? Because I see his creation. Much more than a candle. That's an entire world. I mean, it's trees and water and fish and, you know, right, right, right? All right. So I say this candle does not exist. It doesn't exist. It doesn't matter if you can see. All right. I'm just kidding around. But, but, but hear it out. Hear it out. Just because you don't know who created this candle, it still exists. And just because you, you don't see God in the way that you want to see God, he still exists. Okay? So that's why I love this candle illustration. And then you think about right here, the wick is lit on this candle. I'm going to take this candle for a moment. You know, a candle basically is a candle because it has wax and it has a wick in it. And the thing is about the wick is the wick always exists too. The wick is in the candle. It's what makes it a candle. So the wick always exists, but the wick isn't manifested. You, you don't know it's a wick until it's lit. Okay? The same with Christ. God, creator, came to this earth, or created this earth. He created us in his image. And all of a sudden, now we have Jesus parallel to the wick. He's much bigger than the wick. It's just a, just a way of trying to illustrate it. But Jesus is like the wick. Just like we don't know the wick being manifested until it's lit, we don't know Christ manifested until he came to this earth to manifest God. So Christ came to manifest God just like this wick. All right, so now we have this one's lit, and if you put your hand over there, like right now, it's hot. I have my hand over the burning candle, and it's hot. Why? Can you see the heat? No. Okay, and, and that's the illustration too, how the candle illustrates Christ in us. So God, creator, just like the, the candle's created, the wick, Jesus, isn't manifested until it's lit. And the Holy Spirit, if you will, is represented by the heat. What we don't see, but the power of the candle, the power that Christ said, I must leave, that even someone greater than I, and it's another sermon for another time, the, the, the He's not greater in the sense of greater, greater, but he's greater in the sense as he was in the flesh, Jesus was crucified, buried, he rose again, he ascended to be on the right-hand side of God, so he sent the Spirit of God because Jesus, in a sense, in the flesh, was limited, right? He couldn't be everywhere at one time. But you, some of you in this room know exactly what I mean because the Spirit of God or the Spirit of Christ dwells in us tonight, okay? And so that's like the heat. Okay, you don't see it. Now, I'm not going to get all, um, uh, I don't know what you want to say. I won't say charismatic because I don't want to offend anyone. I don't mean it like that. I'm not going to get all spastic on you here. But I'm telling you, because God created me, gave me the opportunity to repent and believe the Lord Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God comes into my life. There's like a heat there. There's, a, there's like this thing inside of me, which is the Holy Spirit of God. That just awakens me when I read his word. Some of you know this. I, I just It's awesome. He is awesome. He is good. Uh-oh. I think I'm in trouble. <laughs> so I said I had something. If you're here tonight and 
you haven't come to that place where you understand that you're created in the image of God and he loves you so much that he sent his one and only son, the word became flesh, that literally dwelled in this earth. I know you weren't here when he dwelt here, but I'm telling you, the spirit of God that we don't see reveals his truth, his word to our hearts. And he says to you tonight, what a night that we come to celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Some of you might be here to celebrate Christmas. Well, celebrate Christmas, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. So what does that mean to you? The Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3.23. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of that sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Through Christ Jesus our Lord. The birth of Christ made it possible that we might receive his son who paid the penalty for our sin. That we might repent of our sin, put our trust in him, and receive eternal life. That's Christmas. That's why you talk about birth, and I know it might seem strange to some, but you talk about the birth of Christ and the death at the same time. Because they go together. We all are born. We all will die. And I, and I don't say that flippantly, but we will. And, and the day I pass on from this earth, number one, I know eternity is mine because Christ paid the penalty for me. I mean, I, I claim that. I'm not ashamed of that. But I also know that he's left me here that I might proclaim it to you. I might proclaim it to our grandchildren. That I might proclaim it to the world. That we might. And so we go to the candles, right? So we go to the candles and we say, look. We're going to take a candle in a minute. There's going to be four people come up, and they're going to grab a candle. And some of you might have been a part of a, a candles uh, light service before. Uh, if not, just uh, just real quick. So they're going to take a candle, and they'll light a, your candle at the end of the row. Then you turn and pass and light the candle next See? 